0: This is Daily Energy with Doug Pinter of Anytime Fitness Peoria. We can all take a step toward healthier living, one day at a time, one step at a time, to get you to a healthier place. And we're right here with you, Daily Energy.
1: Good morning, everybody. This is Doug Pinner with Anytime Fitness North Peoria. (laughs) Easy for me to say on this Friday. I was up late watching a little bit of the NCAA, but we're on daily energy here this morning. I want to welcome my good friend Jeff Bach, Bach, attorney at law. He he threw a book at me earlier about all these rules and... things I can ask him, can't ask him, and he's got bodyguards in here around him, so morning Jeff, how you doing buddy?
0: Oh, pretty good Doug, the uh, FCC's on speed dial right now, so just watch what you say, be careful, okay?
1: I am more nervous than you are right
0: now. That's probably, I don't know, not true, I'm butterflies. I mean ooh, in my more than ample stomach right now.
1: So last week uh, we had Eric English on with Cyan, he was talking about the health and wellness of keeping your computer safe and I got my good buddy Jeff in here today and we we're going to talk a little bit, you know, St. Patty's Day yesterday. Jeff, uh, let's tell the listeners where your office is downtown and uh, let's paint a picture of what you and your dad do at your office and uh, how you became involved with the law. And then we have a couple good topics. We're going to talk about DUIs today. No one wants to talk about it, but hey, St. Patty's Day was yesterday. If you're waking up, uh, hopefully not in a ditch, but in, <laughs> in a bed or your couch or... Just waking up in general. Uh, we might have a couple good tips today, uh, a couple stories to reflect on. And so, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Doug. Uh, to go back to your first question, I do uh, work with my father. We practice law. Our office is uh, down in the Jansen Building downtown. I assume most people know where that is. For those who don't, uh, Jim's Steakhouse is in the basement. Obviously, the landlord Jay's office is on the first floor. Uh, so a lot of times when you walk down Jefferson Street and you take a glance in there, you get the uh, picture of his lovely wife and then some Collie action. You know, he, he loves being on the TV with the Collies. Uh, we're on the fourth floor uh, where he, just to be clear here, he's our landlord. We're not affiliated with Jay, just in the Jansen building, but it is lovely office space across the street from the courthouse and the Becker building. Uh, yesterday, it was right on the parade route. Uh, I could hear a lot of, uh, I would I would say, ruckus. Uh, it was a ruckus-type noise. People looked to be having, I would characterize it as fun. Uh, I, of course, just got to watch and, and practice law at the same time, but it looked like a good time.
1: You know, I was down t- at your office the other day. We were doing a little business together. You have a beautiful office down there. Your staff was fantastic, real friendly, and then uh, we sat in your conference room, hammered out some business. You made it so simple on what we were talking about. It was unbelievable. I I feel extremely calm now there's a monkey off my back you've uh, relieved some pressure you know we redid my will uh, my wife and i with the kids and uh you know the daily energy business you helped me get uh, some some language together for all of our guests on here so people aren't coming back and suing me for whatever <laughs> it may be uh and you gave me a tour of your office it's really really nice uh Tell us a little bit about what you guys specialize in before we get into our topic
0: today. Oh, sure, Doug. No, we had a uh, we had a great time, and uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for you to come down and ride the bike in the conference room. It's one of those big old Velocipede bikes with the huge front wheel. I'm uh, not really sure how people ever stopped themselves on it, but it uh, looked like it'd be great exercise, just difficult getting on and off.
1: Well, I asked your secretary, she was walking by, I said, hey, can you boost me up on this thing? <laughs> she gave me a look like, you're, you're an idiot. So I was like, I went to the next person. She
0: she gives me that look all the time. It's it's really the morning. That's how I know my morning started. I come in, she gives me that look, and I'm like, yeah, that's – it's typical. Uh, but Doug, we specialize in uh, injury work. We we really like doing injury work. So that'd be both workers' compensation and personal injury. Uh, we do some criminal work. As you know, we're going to talk about DUIs here, unfortunately. I didn't get a chance to uh, check the Peoria County commitment report this morning. That's usually kind of one of my, uh, my morning routines uh, to see if, you know, uh, I knew any of the unfortunate souls on there. Uh, generally, uh, anyone's familiar with the commitment report, it's usually like 10 is a busy, 10 pages is a busy day, four per page, 10 pages be 40 people sometimes on holiday days you see 12 or 13 so that's uh you know we're hoping that nobody got a DUI yesterday but the reality of the situation probably one or two did uh we also do uh, wills and powers of attorney as you alluded to and um we do some family law you know uh Obviously, a lot of what we do is we hope it never happens to anybody, but we're there to help just in case something bad does happen. And a lot of times, Doug, uh, I like what you said there earlier. A lot of times our goal is really just to kind of talk everything through, help you understand, you know, what's going to happen. Whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, a lot of times people feel better just kind of knowing and having an idea what's going to happen. And then we talk about what we can do to, you know, really help and mitigate and make things easier for people. And I like to think that when people leave my office, they feel better than when they walked in. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that you did.
1: Yeah. You know, so I, I was thinking uh, while you were talking there, um, you asked me some very real questions, right? Uh, and the health and wellness of my uh, will was in place, but we need to get it updated. And uh, quite frankly, I, I needed to get some language down on paper for this show. And you just help cover all the bases in a very simple format. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it in your conference room. I mean, you put it front and center. I had to face a few things like, what if I die today? You know, I want to make sure my kids are taken care of and my wife and the business uh, stays open. And so for our listeners out there, if you have yet to really uh, tackle the will, wills aren't expensive, are they?
0: No, Doug. Uh, As a matter of fact, anybody who comes in and says they heard this podcast, we do a will and uh, powers of attorney for them and uh, their husband and or wife. Uh, for $200 for the whole shooting match, and that Holy would include kid. two appointments and then six documents and years to keep, you know, years to cherish, to, to go around, show your friends. I mean, maybe mount on the mantle. you know, a nice little talk piece when people come in the door. And- right now I'm holding up uh, my will right now, so... Uh, well we are
1: not uh on any webcam or anything, but if you can visualize this, I'm holding off the papers. I don't know where I'm going with that. But uh <laughs> sorry. Beautiful so,
0: documents. Doug.
1: Just gorgeous. They I loved them. Really well paper clipped right there. <laughs> and uh but you know what, on a serious note, two hundred bucks, come on people, if you do not have a will, uh well I don't have much to you know Baloney. You got to make sure all of your assets and your properties are in line before anything were to ever happen. Come on, get a peace of mind uh, and go in and see my buddy Jeff and or his father and uh, get get your your estate and your plans and your money. In order, so that way, if and when that time comes, uh, you're covered. So, let's uh, let's lighten this up. Well, it's actually not lightening it up. Let's talk DUI. So, no. unfortunately, you know, I'm sure a couple people uh, had a run-in with the law yesterday. And let's talk about, unfortunately, and and I am not proud to say this, I had a DUI about 12, 13 years ago, and it was one of the most miserable experiences I've ever been through and I mean it is not fun what I had so many questions as soon as I got pulled over and had to go through that process I had a ton of questions and I had no answers where's a person start Jeff
0: you know, Doug, what you just mentioned there, uh, that's kind of where I start with everybody is, you know, obviously when you walk in, you, you first of all, you have a lot of questions. Second of all, for a lot of people, this is probably the most traumatic, embarrassing, shameful uh thing, you know, they'll ever go through in their life. But kind of the first thing I tell everybody is truthfully, uh, almost everybody gets one get-out-of-jail-free card, and it's not obviously literally a get-out-of-jail-free card. But, Ed, Doug, as you know, you know, if, if this is the worst thing that ever happens to you and you can look back on 10 years later and say, you know, I did this. I learned from it I made a mistake you know most of the time it's not going to be the kind of thing that follows you around for the rest of your life and, and you know really has a negative effect on your life again you know the, the really important thing is to learn from it right and uh, for almost everybody unless it's a real bad situation you can get what's called uh, court supervision on your first DUI conviction and a lot of times on your first misdemeanor conviction um, the the and the, of course the nice thing about court supervision is, uh, you will always have, if you successfully complete court supervision, uh, you will always have the charge on your record. So somebody could go look at your record and see that you were charged with the uh, DUI, but you won't have the conviction on your record. And court supervision then is a period, they give you a period of time in which you have to obey certain rules. The biggest rule almost always is... Uh, To not violate the law of any state or jurisdiction, right? And then the other rules, especially for a DUI, are to not be in any place where the uh, sale of alcohol is more than 50% of their business, so no bars, not to consume alcohol, you know, and during this time you're also required to uh, complete uh, treatment. For most people, there's uh, individual treatment and group treatment, like what people call AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, and then there's individual treatment with a counselor. And, you know, obviously the goal of that is to help you understand, you know, why you might choose to drink alcoholic beverages and to help you maybe cope and find other ways to, um, you know, deal with the stresses of your life than to drink. Uh, And then, of course, unfortunately, most people, uh, I guess, have to go through what's called a victim impact panel. Uh, Did you do that, Doug? I did not. No. Yeah, I think that's a a more recent innovation, victim impact panel that you go for about 3 hours um and uh, you know it's people who have been um uh, impacted by negatively by drunk driving and they they show up and they tell you you know all the ways that their life has changed because a drunk driver did something you know to a family member did something to them and you know as you might imagine it's a real sad experience and you know again the whole goal of all of this is not to uh, you know, not to really ruin anyone's life. It's just to make you understand the consequences of your actions. Because at the end of the day, what everybody really wants is for when you, you know, when you get to that point again, when you take too many, when you have too many drinks, is to say, you know what, I'm not even going to take the chance to get behind the wheel. I'm going to call a cab. I'm going to call a friend. I'm going to walk home. I'm going to ride my bike, whatever the answer is, other than, and I guess riding the bike because it's probably an operating well intoxicated for that too. So let's leave that one out. Okay. But walking, you know, taking a cab, uh, getting a ride with a friend, that's always going to be what we want you to do as opposed to getting behind the wheel and taking any kind of chance.
1: Right. I saw a ton of cabs out yesterday. Where was I running to? Um, I forget but I bet I saw in a five-minute drive I bet I saw 10 cabs and I was like well good for those people
0: and Peoria has Uber now so I I, you know I've not used it yet but I know in other cities you know Uber is a pretty efficient and uh, inexpensive way to get around and again even if you don't use it all the time it's really a nice thing to have on your phone just in case you do get to a point where you know you know you've been uh, you've overindulged and and need to get home safely.
1: So someone overindulges gets pulled over gets uh, thrown in the clink for a little bit uh what are they do when they get out. They give you a ring, and what's what's the process then? What?
0: Uh, absolutely. So we, you come down, you sit, uh, sit in my office we talk about everything you know usually the most immediate effect is a suspension of your license now um there's they give you a 45 day grace period so it's 45 days from the day you got the ticket and doug to be honest with you i can't tell you if it's exactly on the 46th day or if it starts on the 45th day but 45th or 46th day is when the suspension actually starts and just this year they actually there used to be kind of a 30 uh, 30 day dead period where you couldn't do anything you know for no reason uh for could you drive a car no reason could you go uh you know operate any kind of uh, vehicle, uh, and now um, they they have what's called the blood alcohol uh, interlock ignition device. You may, you know, if you have friends, you may have seen them uh, with one of those where you have to blow into it to start the car, and every 15 minutes you have to blow into it, and obviously if, if, the, if there's any alcohol uh, detected, then the car's not going to start, the car's going to shut down, you know, that kind of stuff. So now um, they have it, and, and uh, the reason, the rationale is that because we have that, we know that people aren't going to be a- able to operate a vehicle while they 're intoxicated or while they 've had anything to drink, so we can be sure that somebody who um, has gotten has gotten a DUI uh, is not operating a vehicle while they're intoxicated. So everybody, if you um, take the breathalyzer, you get a six-month suspension if it's your first time. Uh, it's a 12-month if you don't. Um, and if you uh, if you want the blood alcohol interlock ignition device, you know there's a, a fee you got to pay to the provider, a fee you got to pay to the state, and then a monthly fee after that. Um, I don't want to quote uh, quote any fees, but I think it's in the range of like 150 to install it, and then about 100 dollars a month after that. I mean, the number one thing, you know, e- even besides the stick besides the shamefulness besides having to have one of those things in your car a DUI is really the most expensive thing you're probably ever going to deal with you know when you're on the wrong side of the law and I mean we're talking like you could be talking $3,500 just to the state if you want one of those devices you throw in all your court costs all your fines uh, mandatory fees that you have to pay to uh, finance um, certain uh, the finance like the state police and stuff I mean you know it's like the next time you're thinking about doing that, think about taking $3,500, putting it in a paper bag, and just taking a match to it, you know? Because that's really – and, and of course, I don't mean it like that. You know, the state's getting that money. I'm sure they're putting it to good use. But at the same time, the state would rather have you keep your money and, and get home safely.
1: Right. Yeah, so my phone's blowing up here. Uh, question uh, from a buddy of mine. If you get – Jeez, Not that this has ever happened. Uh,
0: Steve, <laughs>
1: unbelievable. I'll just read part of his question. I can't read that second half, man. We're not on that topic today. You get pulled over. Do you blow? Do you not blow? How do you know uh, what to do? The some intimidation, a lot of nerves rolling sure. through. What do
0: you do? Sure, you know, Doug, that uh, that really is the the most popular question I probably get asked. And you know, the the answer. I was actually thinking about that before I even came here today. You know, the answer is. When you're, you know, it's basically like once you've taken that first sip of alcohol, you know, your judgment's already impaired. And certainly, it's a it's a spectrum. You know, obviously, the first sip of alcohol isn't going to impair your judgment the same way, you know, when you're finishing your fourth, fifth, or sixth beer, right? But at the same time, your your judgment's going to be somewhat impaired when you get pulled over if you've been uh, been indulging because. Uh, that that's just the nature of drinking alcohol. So my best answer to to that is, you know, if, if you really, if you honestly in your heart don't feel like you're driving impaired, you, you shouldn't blow. Now, again, th- that's going to be a hard decision to make because at that point your judgment is is somewhat impaired. Um, and it, it, you know, the other thing is if you've had two beers, you know, uh, for most people, uh, most, I guess, average size males, you know, 175, 200 pounds, you know, two beers in an hour isn't going to put them over the legal limit. It's probably more like three or four light beers. And I'm not talking about, you know, your craft beers, your IPAs. I'm talking about your standard, you know, domestic light beers. If you have three or four of those in an hour, you're going to be right at the borderline. So that's the other thing to consider is, you know, a, a, a police officer can pull you over. And if you blow into the legal limit, you're not going to get a DUI right so uh, and you know at that point if you think you are going to blow over the the legal limit you really just have to ask yourself you know am I going to take a chance on having a six month longer suspension by refusing the breathalyzer and understand then too that you know the only way you're probably going to get out of this is to have a trial you know and I can't ever recommend that anybody go to court without a lawyer especially when you're going to do a criminal trial uh, in front of a jury of your peers you know so I know I just gave you the best lawyer answer of all time, you know, a five-minute answer to a two-second question. But at the end of the day, you know, all I can really tell you is, is the facts, which are that you really got to consider how much you've had to drink and then consider whether it's worth having a six-month longer suspension and going to a trial to try to get out of or try to be acquitted of a, a DUI.
1: So that that's a lot to take in, uh, I right? I do that, Doug. I'm sorry. He's, oh, you're, you're doing wonderfully. Thanks. Uh, a lot of info there if you make the wrong choice the easy choice or not the easy choice but sometimes you know consider how you're getting home before you ever go out you know park the car leave the keys uh too much to risk sounds expensive it is expensive let me tell you and again i'm not proud of it uh i stopped drinking about three years ago and one of the factors was that dui did not i could not afford to get a second one with with the way uh the business is going other things uh So anyways, uh, uh, next question, how long have you been growing that beard (laughs) and
0: is it colored? <laughs> uh, Doug, I'm only going to answer that if you divulge who asked that question. <laughs> no, I, uh, legally I can't. I, I think he's an attorney. <laughs> this is, I think I'm on about seven weeks now, and uh, I think that the, the questioner is probably uh, about the 100th or 150th person to subtly imply that I need to trim my beard. And, Doug, i got to tell you, I kind of have a contrarian streak in me where when someone tells me to do something, I start thinking, why would I want to do what that other person wants me to do? You know, I'm my own person, Doug. I'm going to keep that beard long. But at the same time, it really is time uh, time to trim it, and I think this weekend is going to be that time. Now, Doug, as, as for the coloring, I mean, I, I think that's a very inappropriate question. Why would yeah. I ever reveal that? I mean, for all we know, I could be totally gray, and I've just been coloring my hair for the last 10 or 15 years, but, you know, a gentleman never tells his secrets.
1: Well, you know, uh, I know how my friends are, so if they tell me to do something, i probably go right against the grain. It's the Costanza.
0: Do the opposite, right? Yeah, of course. I, well, with the kind of friends you and I have, you know, <laughs> they, you can be, you can be sure that what they really want us to do is make a fool of ourselves somehow. And if we do the opposite of what they tell us, it's probably going to be the right thing.
1: So, Hey, uh, you owe me about a hundred bucks. At least. Uh, I gave your buddy, uh, David a golf lesson oh, last shoot. night. <laughs> shoot. shoot! Oh, shoot. Gosh, shoot. Darn
0: it. oh Doug. gosh, darn it. <laughs> I'm really mad. And,
1: uh, I got him hitting the ball really well. Uh, He, he was calling you out on a couple shots after he hit it. Dave, gosh, I hope you're listening to it. Uh, Send me a message with something I can ask Bach here to embarrass him. But, you know, he'd be like, take that Bach Uh, and, uh, like 20 bucks rolling over. I mean, he had dollar signs rolling over in his eyes. uh, What, what's going on? Uh, when's your guys first match? So let me set the table. Jeff and a friend of his, uh, David, who is also an attorney who, uh, really, really great guy. You guys have a grudge golf match, uh, a couple of them throughout the year, and I love it because uh, you guys take lessons from me. You really gear up for that event, and then uh, I hear two completely different stories after the match, like uh, someone cheated and, you know, someone, you know, whatever the case may be. So uh, how is your golf game?
0: You know, Doug, that's, that is that uh, is an excellent segue. I mean, really, the foot wedge is the best club in my bag. I mean, and probably the most trusty, reliable, and the one I use most often. I mean, I, if you can't, you know, if you're not giving your – it's pretty much winter rules all the time. I'll just say that, you know. Turn turn your head caddy. You know, winter rules, Danny, that kind of, that kind of game. But uh, I assume we'll get out uh, fairly soon, maybe early April. Uh, generally, in years past, we kind of, you know, kind of ease our way into it like a, a hot tub, you know. Start maybe at the pitch and putt and then maybe progress on to the executive nine and then, you know, go go play some big boy golf at Kellogg or Newman or, you know, a lot of times we'll play Madison because that's kind of, you know, when we were really lost in the woods figuratively and literally uh that's where we played a lot of golf because it was a shorter you know i don't want to say easier but shorter i guess uh more accommodating course for our style of play uh but oh i'm i'm very much looking forward to getting on for my first lesson i felt like i was really turning a corner at the end of the year last year and uh to the extent dave ever beats me i mean the answer is dave's single dave has more time Dave has uh, better equipment, you know, Dave, uh, Dave's, you know, bigger and stronger than I am. So really the, the fact that I would ever even get close to him is really just a testament to, you know, my, my will, my fortitude, you know, just my guts. I mean, that's really, I'm, I'm just a gutty player. Dave has all the talent in the world. That's the problem.
1: <laughs> you just let it roll. You, I, you have nothing I to didn't lose. I have a choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah Doug, well, I, I understand.
0: play, Doug. I <laughs> don't have a choice. I just got to get and grip it and rip it and hope for the best. That's all I can do.
1: Wow. Well. A lot of hope going on there. A lot of hope. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, you you looked very experienced carrying your bag up to the driving range there. <laughs> and you know,
0: you know, Doug, I'm equally proficient with the one shoulder strap on my bag or the two shoulders. I, I've really. It, I mean,
1: that's a good move right well, there. Sometimes you got to double up. Uh, other times you just go single strap. I mean, uh, hey, uh, serious note, Bach Law, you guys uh, help sponsor the local firefighters outing last year yeah love that outing you guys gave away some hoodies with your gear on it so uh that's fantastic uh talk to me a little bit about some organizations that you're affiliated with, uh, Jeff.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you know, we've been, uh, we've been helping the firefighters with their outing for at least five or six years now. And, and we've done the, uh, the clothing item they give away. I know we've given away hoodies, uh, twice, given away t-shirts, given away golf shirts. And, uh, the nice thing is if you see somebody wearing a sweatshirt, uh, or a, a polo shirt or something with backlaw on the back, you know, that's how, you know, uh, either they played in that outing or they knew a firefighter or something like that. But, uh, um uh, the other things I'm in, or the other organizations I'm involved in are the Crittenden Centers they're down on uh, Gwynn. there uh, you know originally they were uh, founded to help unwed mothers you know kind of when there was a stigma attached to being an unwed mother and, and having a child it was kind of a place where the the mothers could go and and be um, taken care of while uh, something was happening or you know while they were pregnant and then they'd give birth and, and whatever happened after that they they'd go home and it was kind of like you know again when there was a stigma to it now you know though there's really not anymore i mean it's it's kind of so common that you know nobody really blinks an eye so the mission's kind of changed and now there's really three core parts to it uh the first is a daycare center preschool daycare you know uh, from all ages i think they start at 6 weeks and I couldn't tell you the max age, Doug, but I, I would imagine it's school age since they're not a primary school, so five or six, four maybe. Uh, but it's, it's again, daycare, preschool, just a standard um, standard arrangement on that. Then there's a crisis nursery. So if somebody um, is a single mother or even if they're uh, not a single mother but they have a child, they have to take care of and have an obligation where they can't take the child with them and, you know, don't have anybody to call, they can go down to the Crittenden Center, drop the child off for, you know, a couple hours or up to 72 hours and uh, go take care of whatever they need to take care of uh, you know i think the um one of, our, one of our friends came down and took a tour, and the example they gave us was that uh, a mother had two young children and then had her third child uh, born early. Uh, the child was in the NICU, and of course, you know, you can't take young children up to the NICU because you're worried about infection, so she would um, leave her uh, two children down at the crisis nursery, go up and spend time with her baby in the NICU, and then come back and um, you know, go uh, take them home, and then, so, and that's really, that's open to anybody. You know, you don't need to have a pre-existing relationship. Uh, certainly I know the Crittenden Center is, is concerned about people using that as de facto daycare, but, you know, obviously they want to make sure that these people have some option uh, to, and the kids aren't being left home alone or being left home alone or, or left home with somebody who's not responsible. And then the uh, third one is kind of family counseling, family services. You know, if you have people who... Um, Maybe uh, didn't have the same advantages you and I did growing up. What they want to do is, is educate them, give them a basis for being able to, uh, you know, raise their kids in a in a productive and healthy way. So that when their kids grow up, you know, they don't um, ideally they don't need the Crittenden Center because they were, you know, raised and and went to school and and did all the things that you and I did, and maybe left a few things out. Obviously yeah. in my case, but um, you know uh, that and that's so that's really their core mission is you know daycare, preschool, crisis nursery, family counseling.
1: Well, that's fantastic that you're involved. Uh, you're on the board of directors yeah. there, is no, that I, correct? I, I, so, I am. That's right. Well, thanks for giving back to the community, the the firefighters. Thank you for all that you do out there. And uh, their spouses as well. You know, they they give just as much as firefighters do and then being involved in that great facility downtown. Uh, you had a new addition
0: to your family, correct? Yeah, that's right, Doug. Yeah. So uh, – how how's he doing? What's what's happening? Uh he's doing well. He uh, as I was I don't I don't think we we're officially on the air, Doug, but I'm you know, humbly uh fifteen out of sixteen in my bracket yesterday. So we were oh, watching basketball wow. together yesterday, you know, him him kinda sleeping on my chest. Uh, and you know, I'm just going to say he was my good luck charm. You know, he made sure that I made all the right picks. He was kind of you know approving everything as I went along. And you know, if I'd announce a team name and he'd start crying, I was like, no, we can't pick that. No. You know, he's 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 already you know he's he's already pretty sharp when it comes to that stuff.
1: Did he call? Uh, who who was the upset? Arkansas?
0: No, um, he didn't. You know, he my brother-in-law went to Purdue, so he wanted okay. to give my brother-in-law the benefit of the doubt. And that's one of the things we're, when I go home, we're going to have a real conversation about is you know we got to we got to put. Choices of teams over family, you know. Yeah, yeah. You don't pick with the heart. Come on. And I, I've tried to tell him that, Doug, but he's, you know, he's seven weeks old, and yeah, he just, I don't, he's going to be eight weeks tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And well, I mean, come on, he's. I know. I I mean, Doug and a person like you knew that at four weeks, but you know, he's just, I I don't know, he's a dreamer.
1: Yeah. Well, thinks with
0: his heart right now, but we're we're gonna he'll grow out of that eventually.
1: Family man, right now it sounds like. Uh, Well, you live and you learn. I'm sure that no, loss no. stung a little bit. He was probably up a little bit last night, tossing um, and turning he, over that
0: one. He made some faces. He was squirming. You know, I could just tell he felt really bad about it. And so, again, we had a conversation. You know, we're going to go home again, go through what went wrong. And I think he'll learn. I really do. Who do you have win the tournament? Ooh, Doug, that's Kansas. Okay, Kansas, I yeah. think everybody almost I has
1: Kansas. Uh, Michigan State's there. Well, I don't know. Your, who's your final four, Well, Doug? I took, uh, who? that's uh, Virginia, West Virginia, kansas and uh that bottom left bracket who's the three seed or two uh, texas seed? a&m yeah i took texas a&m scott van pelt talked me into that we, on espn radio have the
0: same final four then You know, this is why I like you so much. This is why we're buddies. (laughs) Now, Doug, it could be because when I was picking the other day, I was like, well, Pinner told me that there are two things he knew, and that were Virginia and West Virginia. And then, you know, as a Michigan alum, I can't pick Michigan State. You know, that's one of those hard overhead picks that I I just – I know – I'm throwing away money, but I, I've got Michigan State going to the Elite Eight, so it's not as if I took them to lose in the first round. But you know, when you, especially when you endorsed Virginia, I was like, well, I got to go with Benner.
1: Well, uh, when I was traveling on tour, I lived with two gentlemen. One is still a really good buddy. Sudsy uh, went to Michigan State, so I, you know, out of respect for John, I took Michigan State for a couple games, and then I got him getting beat. And I hope that comes. To flourish in. Soon. Yeah. So, hey man, I appreciate your time coming on. Oh. Uh, my phone is still blowing up here. Hey people, I am done taking questions on <laughs> for Jeff today. So, you know uh we started the show uh last week getting your computers cleaned up keeping them healthy we're talking today about wills at at the beginning and uh any type of legal needs go see jeff bach and his dad downtown at bach law and uh, then we covered a little bit of the the dui it's a sticky one to talk about but you got to be informed in case uh you do run into that next week i have good friend kelly schneider with look to home marketing weather's turning so if you need virtual tours of your homes to sell or she even did my club so people can take a look at it online um and she does fantastic work so we're going to hit a home run with that show jeff Um uh, I hope your talk with your son goes well. Uh, later on today, he's turning eight weeks tomorrow, people. Uh, Jeff, I appreciate your time. I look forward to having you on the show. Jeff is coming on Daily Energy uh, about every eight weeks, and we're going to cover some different topics. If you have something you want us to talk about, shoot me an email over at peoriail at anytimefitness.com, or shoot me a text during the show, and we'll get those questions answered. Jeff, thanks a lot, buddy, and uh, let's go West Virginia and Virginia. How about that?
0: Thank you so much, Doug. I had a great time. I'm looking forward to uh, being a regular and having some fun.
1: All right, pal. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Doug. This is Doug Pinner with Anytime Fitness North Peoria and Daily Energy.
0: PeoriaLife.com